0: I know I'm meditating and I know that this is taking me where I want to go. And that's so that there's never a sense of like, I'm sitting here doing nothing. This is a waste of time. Not that the traditional way, uh, Mm -hmm. don't understand me. I'm not saying that the traditional ways are that. I'm saying that people with some kind of Meshuggan ahead (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) interpret it that way. And this kind of knocks that right out and puts you right into a meditative state.
1: Hello friends and welcome to Curiously Wise. I'm your host, Lauren Wittig. And today I have Rebby Stradlebing with me and she has got so many different things that she brings to the party of her healing work. And I can't wait to talk to her because she's got so many interesting things and we're just gonna dive in in just a minute. But Rebby, would you tell us just a little bit about you and, and the work you do?
0: I am actually, I'm a retired chiropractor And what I've done is I've kind of evolved this work into something that I call the yoga of alignment. So if you know, like chiropractic is about the alignment of the spine. So I've kind of taken it into the realm of energy alignment. And so this thing that I call the yoga of alignment, or I call it Yofa for short, which is just kind of silly, but it's just hard to always be writing and saying the yoga of alignment. So it just kind of got down to Yofa, is it's a system of meditation, it's a system of healing, and a way of just navigating life and manifesting joyfully. It's like a way of looking at what am I as a human being, and what is this journey that I'm on, and how do I live in such a way that my soul is joyful and satisfied in this incarnation, like the integration of the soul essence of who I am as I'm walking through this life in this human masquerade. It's a soul-fulfilling journey. So that's, and then there's like much more than that, but
1: that's kind of in a nutshell, I would say what I'm about. So that's going to lead us right into our questions. (laughs) Thank you for that. So you've told us a little bit about what Yoga of Alignment is. In practice, is it yoga? Did it incorporate like Hatha yoga or something Mm -hmm. or...
0: No, nothing like it. Okay. So yeah, so mostly like we think of yoga as exercises, physical postures, breathing Mm. exercises, that kind of thing It's Hatha yoga. And this has nothing to do with that really at all. So the word yoga, you know, comes from the Sanskrit root, yuj. And that word means, it's like the same thing as the English word yoke. And so the, what, Yoga really is, is a yoking of the individual self to the supreme self, the transcendent self. And so there are a lot of different forms of yoga, but basically what they are, it's about joining. It's about joining the finite with the infinite. You can find like a bhakti yoga is the yoga of devotion, or there's a yoga of knowledge, or the yoga of selfless service. There are all these different paths, all guiding us as human beings toward the union of our human aspect with the divine Mm -hmm. and so this thing that i call the yoga of alignment is that same journey same goal that we're on that path using the alignment of the human aspect with the divine energetically as our method for that union so that we get our human aspect in alignment with the divine spark within us so that then everything clicks into place, relationships become better, manifestation becomes quicker, spiritual awakening happens just spontaneously, just healing, physical healing has the opportunity to flow because we're in alignment with our own essence. And so this name, the Yoga of Alignment, came to me in meditation many years ago and I rejected it immediately. (laughs) who am I to call something a yoga, you know, I can't Mm -hmm. do that. And so I just kept pushing it aside, but I try to honor uh, inner guidance when it comes. And I was guided to accept this word. I'm not trying to say that I'm Indian or that I'm enlightened or none of that, you know, it's none of that. It's just, this is a path toward that union through the lens of alignment.
1: I imagine this brings a lot of inner knowing to people who experience it so how do you guide them into that
0: there's a number of different ways the way that I kind of see everything like in terms of broad brushstrokes everything sort of falls into two categories and one category is like what we can do for ourselves that nobody else can do for us Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm a tremendous student of the Abraham Hicks teachings and I actually made a promise to Esther many years ago that she was like yes you can call yourself an Abraham coach but just send everybody give everybody our contact information at that Mm -hmm. time it was like telephone number and address so I always like to just say please forgive me but you can find them at Mm abraham-hicks.com go learn from them directly but one of the things that Abraham tells us is that nobody else can vibrate for you You are the only one who's generating your vibration Mm -hmm. and the universe is responding to your vibration and there's nobody else. You can't hire somebody how you're vibrating. You're the only one who can do that. Right. So we tend to that through inner alignment meditation, doing things where I help people learn how to do the meditation mm. and they, you know so they can either learn from the book and then insights come and self-knowledge comes or they can join my online meditation center and then we're like cranking away at this constantly mm-hmm. the other big category is the things that you can't do for yourself if you've ever had like an itch on your back and you're like can you please really <laughs> stretch that spot for me oh, open get there. The left a little bit or you know there are places energetically that we can't get to Mm -hmm. And so there's a category of things that you can't get to by yourself because we're human and we just don't have omniscience. And so having somebody else's perspective can actually help us. So there's that category of stuff where I do remote energy sessions for people. I do coaching, law of traction coaching for people in everything. I don't always teach them. I'm just, I can't stop teaching Mm them. My name is Rebby, which means teacher. Mm-hmm. And I'm a doctor of chiropractic. So Dr. Rebby means teacher, teacher. So I'm just, just kind of stuck against that. But anyways, yeah. so I teach people. And through taking on this perspective and doing the meditation and correcting what can be done inside a person's own vibration and receiving the energy work that helps get to the places that they can't get to on their own. What happens is people just sort of like start noticing things about themselves, waking up to patterns that can be let go of, desires or like dreams, talents that they have that they let go of as a child. There's just so many things. Yeah, yeah. I hope that, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah,
1: I did, it did. And we're gonna talk more about meditation in a second, but I just wanna interject that For me, meditation was the key to learning about myself, learning what I could do for myself, learning what I needed to ask for help, getting comfortable asking for help. But I often said, especially in the early days, it doesn't happen as often anymore, but I used to not know if something had shifted yet. I'd get a healing session from somebody or I'd be working on something and I had no clue if it had changed yet. And then I would say something, something would literally come out of my mouth That was so out of my previous norm that I would go, oh, look, (laughs) that's different. (laughs) And so I think that's where you do start to really notice that suddenly things are a little different. And then I know for me, I created momentum from that. And that's where I fell in love with energy healing. Because I met so many great healers that have helped me along my path. So it's been really, really interesting. So meditation for me was never a big deal because I spent my life, especially as a child, making up imaginary worlds and totally living in my head. And some things I made up that I now know are actually part of me that I had no idea. But I have so many friends and clients who just have such a hard time meditating and I've never been able to help them much with that because I do it so intuitively. So let's talk about meditation, because even in your system or just on its own, it's so transformative.
0: Well, I'm one of those people who had a very hard time meditating. So, so you
1: can teach it then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we don't like people like you. <laughs> <I'm Yeah. kidding. laughs> it's like, what is that? It's just so natural to me. Yeah. Play. Yeah, I grew up in the late 60s, early 70s, when there was a big spiritual revolution going on, and I was very much in that. And so I had started my journey with meditation many years ago. I was listening to Ram Dass in like 1970. I was doing all this stuff as a teenager, and it called to me so strongly that it was an irresistible force, but I had a lot of trouble with it it was difficult for me and over so many years I've struggled with it and times I just gave it up sometimes I really tried to work on it it was a difficult thing for me so it's kind of ironic that I am teaching this now so for the people who have trouble what I think is that there are different kinds of minds that people have mm-hmm. and for some people that I admit I'm one of these like I love learning about meditation i love all the spiritual teachings and everything but then when i have a cushion and a candle and everything <laughs> and once i sit down it's like this is a total waste of time mm. <laughs> it's like i have so many things to do i'm sitting here doing nothing i admit it that has certainly crossed my mind or i'll sit there for the time and my mind is wandering or i used to go into like panic almost like yeah. i would face this void I didn't know what to do. I was coming in contact with some shift in consciousness. It was scary to me. This was not like, oh, meditation is so fresh you know? <laughs> <laughs> me. And I'm so happy. No, you know. None of that. Mm-hmm. So I was in a really difficult time in my life. And I was like, I've got to do this. There's nothing left for me to do but find my way into meditation in a way. Now, I've had like profound meditation experiences. As a teenager, I was a student of this amazing teacher, Hilda, who people want to Google her, Hilda Charlton. She was the extraordinary teacher. And in her meetings, it was really because of those experiences that I came in contact with a direct experience of divine love and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. Fast forward many years, I decided that I was going to focus on the root chakra and I was going to spend a month on each chakra and completely focus my attention on that chakra and see what happens. I started out with the root chakra, and in that month, the whole thing happened. I had these revelations and experiences, and it was like (laughs) That's where the book came from. The book is rooted in the infinite, if anybody wants to actually have it here, because I'm gonna tell you some things about that. Mm -hmm. So what happened was a way of approaching this that was doable for me Kind of revealed itself to me you know it's more to it than i can go into it right now but i received a method basically that had to do with my background as a chiropractor it had to do with my understanding of yoga it had to do with law of attraction it had to do with like all these things that i had available to me in my field it all sort of like crystallized into a system i was like I'm never going to remember all this. So I wrote this book really for me so that I would have it to refer to. Mm -hmm. And if anybody else wants to read it, they're welcome to, but it's really just for me, (laughs) (laughs) it's not private, but it's, you know, once I found something that worked for me where I could sit there and do this meditation and it's like what you were talking about, did that do anything? Did it do Mm -hmm. anything? I think. In my experience, and I think in a lot of people's experience, you sit down for meditation and then the ding, you know, bell rings, 20 minutes is up or whatever. And it's like, was I meditating? Did anything happen? I don't know. Mm -hmm. My intention with yoga meditation is that you absolutely know that this is a value to you. Like Mm. practically from the first time you do this, it's like, Mm. I know I'm meditating and I know that this is taking me where I want to go. And cool. that's so that there's never a sense of like, I'm sitting here doing nothing. This is a waste of time. Not that the traditional way, uh, mm-hmm. do you, don't understand me. I'm not saying that the traditional ways are that. I'm <laughs> saying that people with some kind of head right. ahead <laughs> <laughs> interpret it that way and right. this, of knocks that right out and puts you right into a meditative state and it's also for people who are experienced who don't have a problem meditating
1: mm-hmm.
0: help them if they're in a rut or whatever move to their next level so mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm. for people who are advanced too but it's special, sweep offering is for people who have trouble
1: meditating. Yeah. And that's, that's what I run into a lot. It's people go, well, I sit there, but nothing happened. It's like, <laughs> and then they get frustrated and then just like, why should I waste my time? I've got other things to do. So I'm very happy now that I have somebody I can send them to <laughs> who understands <laughs> when you learn intuitively, it's very hard to teach. I have written novels and I could write, characters great but i couldn't plot to save my life i had to work for years to learn to plot what do i teach if i teach writing i teach plotting cuz i had to figure it out i can't tell you how to write a good character cuz i just do that you know so i think this is very much the same where if you have to struggle a bit to figure it out then you can take that experience which you've done beautifully with a book and share it with people who have a similar kind of brain to you because our brains all work differently. Mine is so incredibly intuitive. It's great a lot of the time and it's a pain in the butt some of the time. So. <laughs> Let's talk about your book. You brought that up. That came out of your learning to meditate. Yes.
0: This, yeah. this book is...
1: Tell us the name of it again.
0: It's called Rooted in the Infinite.
1: And it's also in this show notes. You can go and look at it on Amazon or Revy's website.
0: So it's called Rooted in the Infinite, the Yoga of Alignment. It's kind of in two parts. So in the beginning of the book, I explain the whole system of it. Mm-hmm. It's based on the three dimensions that we live in. It's based on like up, down, side, side, forward, back and just borrowing from geometry, I call these the Y, the X and the Z Mm axis. And so we live in this three dimensional world that has these three axes and they have their own energetic counterparts in our consciousness. And so that's what this whole thing kind of revolves around. And so I explain all that and talk about different things. So that's the beginning of the book where you will learn basically this whole system. I'm extremely introverted. So, I thought if I write this book, I will never have to give a workshop, teach anything. <laughs> it's like, here it is. You want to learn this? Go. <laughs> uh, you see all my reasons for writing this book to help because yes. my memory, I, like, I could refer back to it so I could give it to people. It's like, and my intention for this book was for it to be something that you could just carry around and you don't even have to read it. It will just vibrationally give you what you need Mm -hmm. to know. And, Mm -hmm. And the other thing that you can do is once you have a sense of this system, it's like, if you have a question, you don't know how to deal with something, you can just open it, stick your finger in and it will give you some way to approach things. So if reading it cover to cover is just too much, you can just sort of use it as a like, oh, how should I think about this? Like I have this thing going on in my life which axis is the most important here, mm. because the up down is the spiritual axis, according to this system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The X axis is the axis of healing, because this is where we have balance. There's oh, no yeah. axis in the body where we have symmetry. You know, your top is different from your bottom, the front mm-hmm. is different from your back, but right, left, we've got this symmetry, right? Mm. So this is the axis of balance and healing. Mm. and then the z-axis is very logical is the road before you it's your journey and so that's where your relationships are that's where your career is that's where the desires that you're kind of running after are by getting these things all in alignment we bring all these aspects of our lives into balance and the opportunity for full fruition yeah so that's the beginning of the book and then in the end of the book there's a practice section where you can go through exercises and learn how to do this meditation step-by-step. You can really learn the whole thing in this book. It's more fun for me if you come to the meditation center online and we do it all together, but you don't need to. The book is everything.
1: So in the meditation center, that's a group meditation that you guide. So
0: the meditation center, it's all online. Mm -hmm. It's got like videos that are doled out each week so that you have like a digestible, chunk to learn. Mm-hmm. You go through like learning this. But in addition to that, I'm live twice a week doing webinars for members so that you, they could either come live or they can just watch the replay. Mm-hmm. And so those things might take you more advanced if you just joined or sometimes we're looking at it on Fridays. It's all about manifestation So that anybody can come into it anywhere and then on mondays it's either healing or we're going through the book and so you could come in at any place but nice. we're going through the book with a fine tooth comb because mm-hmm. it's a lot packed in there i'm not as you can probably tell i'm not much for filler, mm-hmm. like a filler like this is where what... <laughs> you're, you're a teacher here's the important stuff <laughs> in the webinars i'm just elaborating on it saying what I actually meant when I wrote it and Mm -hmm. going into it and then we do these meditations so even if you don't have any time during the week where you're meditating other than at these two webinars at least you're doing this maybe about a five to ten minute meditation silent Mm -hmm. in each webinar but you know exactly what you're doing it's all really clear so that you should never have that feeling like, Am I doing this right? Or is yeah. it happening? If you read the yogic stuff, they talk about enlightenment in terms of like how many thousands of lifetimes it's going to take. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not like read this book and you'll be enlightened. It's like, Oh, I don't even think it's going to happen in this mm-hmm. lifetime. And so I'm really interested in like making something happen. Maybe it's not the ultimate enlightenment, but if I'm gonna sit down or if people who are listening to me are going to honor me with their time and they're going to take the time to sit down and do something that I'm suggesting that they do, I'm really committed that they get something worth way more than the time that they put into it. That Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. get up saying, wow, one of the most noticeable things that happens as a result of this meditation is that while you're sitting if you've ever sat in meditation for an extended period of time one of the typical things that happens is you start out like this and then by the end of the thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> been there done that
0: yeah. so one of the things oh and for this is audio so what happens is you slump One of the things that happens is you start out sitting up really upright and then five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you're like, your muscles have let go and your back is in the shape of a C Mm -hmm. and it's like your body is trying to figure out how to lie down by still sitting up. (laughs) So one of the things that when you click into yoga meditation, what happens is that at the end of the 10 minutes or the 20 minutes or 30 minutes you're actually sitting up taller than you were mm. when you started it's not deliberate mm-hmm. i mean it's deliberate but it just happens it happens naturally the longer you do this meditation i've actually had my neck crack <laughs> <laughs> it was like traction by wow energy lifting it up So if that happens to you while you're doing this meditation, you know that that's definitely a sign that you've clicked into this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. So you mentioned the word manifesting, and I know that's another word that not everybody really understands what that means. You know, some people think it's just magic and some people think, no, you can actually manifest things. So
0: could you talk a little bit about that? I love talking about that. (laughs) love it because, it's so much more than I can fit into our little time here together, but let me say two things about it. So one is like in the yoga teachings, desire is considered a problem that needs to be eradicated.
1: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yoga is not about fulfilling desires. It's about eliminating desires in traditional yoga. Okay. And so I have a whole thing, we just went through like many weeks in the meditation center about the paradox of desire, because you have to actually desire desirelessness in order to give up your (laughs) desires. And so- There's one of those (laughs) catch-22s. Yeah. So let's just start off in case anybody who's listening is like a really serious student of yoga and thinks like, how can we be talking about manifesting our desires in the context of yoga? The desire can be for enlightenment. The desire can be for, I want to manifest a really disciplined spiritual practice. The desire can be for anything. Mm -hmm. And manifesting that, that's where it comes to, uh, which axis am I looking at manifesting along? I want to really purify my meditation and prayer practice. That's a Mm Y-axis desire. I want a new car. That's a Z-axis desire. I want to lose weight. That's an X axis desire, Hmm. but they're all desires and they all get manifested through the same exact process. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I want to just say about manifestation, just to clear that. The other thing that I want to say about manifestation is that we're always manifesting. We're always vibrational beings and the universe airy fairy woo woo sounding, but it's just the way that it is, is responding to us. And so it's not like, oh, I've just been living my life. And now I want to start manifesting. It's, we're always manifesting. And mostly we're manifesting by default, we're not paying attention to it. It's like if you were a magnet, and you just walked into a field of paper clips. All the paper clips would just jump onto you, willy nilly, just mm-hmm. random. And you would just say, "Oh yeah, this is just how it is. There are just paper clips everywhere. <laughs> that's just life. I'm not a magnet. It's just what is. Mm-hmm. Just paper clips everywhere." When we get deliberate, so we're different from magnets in that magnets can only attract things that have iron in them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we, by changing our vibration, can stop attracting paper clips and start attracting enlightenment or a car or a body that I love. Depending on how we shift, we attract differently. In fact, it's kind of perfect because you know how a magnet works, like the way that a magnet attracts paper clips is that the electrons that are spinning around each little iron atom when they are all spinning in alignment that's a strong magnet Mm -hmm. you drop that magnet and it scrambles everything and now you've got all kinds of different electron directions it's out of alignment that magnet has lost its magnetism magnetism is a function of alignment
1: Mm. oh that's okay I love that. I, I've never thought of it that way before, but that makes total sense.
0: You take a paperclip and stick it on a magnet. What happens is that paperclip now is gonna become a magnet if you leave it there long enough. Mm-hmm. Because all its little electrons are gonna to align to the magnet. Now you leave it there for a long time, then you take it off. Now you put that paperclip in with the other paperclips, all the paperclips will <laughs> go to that paper. because it's. Electrons have become aligned. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When we take something into meditation, which is a highly concentrated state, we take into concentration, let's call it or meditation, an image or a phrase or an affirmation. I am beautiful. I am happy. Let's go with I am happy. Mm -hmm. So I start magnetizing my consciousness around I am happy. And then I become that magnet. So things that are congruent with I am happy come into my life. Mm -hmm. And so manifestation is not really that, I don't know, it's not so airy fairy. It's Mm -hmm. not so woo-woo when you really think about it.
1: It's physics.
0: It's physics. So because we're using meditation as a tool, what happens is when you let go of everything else and you're vibrating purely on a state or a word or a whatever, whatever it is that you want to manifest, on that manifestation as a way of using meditation, mm-hmm. what happens is that you're magnetizing yourself to it. You're eliminating all contradictory energies. You're pure on that subject. And then you just let the universe show you whatever it's got in its back pocket to bring to you it's like what paperclip is of the same vibration that it can bring to you but it's not going to be a paperclip obviously right
1: yeah but yeah what yeah (laughs) it's
0: going to be a relationship or it's going to be a beautiful day in nature instead of going to work that day somehow that worked out or Mm -hmm. it's something that makes you happy Mm -hmm. is on its way to you because it can't not
1: be right Right. Even as you're talking, I'm thinking back over my life when I wasn't awake and how often I did manifest what I really wanted, needed, yearned for without even doing it consciously. But my mother told me once when I was an adult that every time I had ever put my mind to something, I eventually made it happen. And then looking back, I go, okay, I was manifesting, maybe not officially, but I was manifesting. Really? You were officially. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very interesting. I've tried to teach my children with that a few years ago, a number of years ago. Now they wanted a dog. I had allergies. My son had allergies. So I had this list of like eight things. If we're going to get a dog, it's got to meet all of these eight things. And it was like hypoallergenic. We wanted to adopt from the pound, not a puppy. I just, and for about a year. Every time it came up, I go, okay, but we got these eight things and I would go through the list. The last one on it was doesn't shed. <laughs> we found a dog, my daughter and my husband found a dog at the pound where they volunteered that met seven of the eight criterias. And I was like, all right. So yep. whenever I talk about manifesting with my family, that's what I use. It's like, I kept putting it out there. Just, this is what we want. It's very specific. So it took a while to find her. But it was just a, for me, it was a real eye-opening moment of going, oh, that did come to us. I did magnetize that. You didn't get the non-shedding, but everything else was there. Well, you know, I love that you're saying
0: that because it's important for people to realize that, like I said before, this is not like I wasn't manifesting, now manifesting. We're always manifesting. Mm -hmm. And some people like you sort of have a natural ability Mm to do that. But everybody's doing it. Anything yeah. that's going on in your life that you're really happy about or that you're really grateful for, know that you had a hand in that. It's not just luck. You were pure in your vibration. This whole thing that I just described, that all happened. You just weren't thinking these thoughts or saying these right. words that I'm saying, but it's the same exact process. Yeah. It's no different. Yeah. Everybody's already doing this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of brings me back to something else that I wanted you to talk with us about because one of the things that you said in some of the information you sent me was that yoga of alignment helps us love ourselves and accept ourselves just as we are in any moment with all our imperfections. And by bringing ourselves into alignment with our essence, we are helping make this a better world and helping the evolution of humanity. So I think that's part of this manifestation thing we're just talking about, but it's really a higher purpose. I know for me, this is about the most important thing we could be doing right now. The world needs higher vibration. (laughs) The world needs compassion and love and peace and equity and all of those things. But you're saying in what you sent me that just by working on ourselves, that we are participating in this raising of the human experience.
0: Absolutely. There's a Rambas quote that I can't remember it exactly right now, where he says something like, the best gift that you can give me is to work on yourself. And the best gift that I can give you is to work on myself. Paraphrase, it's not that mm-hmm. quote, but you get the idea. If there was somebody who was really bothering you, they were really annoying or hurtful or whatever. If you heard, oh, you know, that person is working on himself. He's really working on getting himself into alignment with his essence. Wouldn't that feel like, oh, something good has got to come out of that, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, like you'd be happy to hear that, right? Right, right. Yeah. So the same thing is true for us because we don't think this, but we are that annoying person to other people sometimes too. <laughs> sometimes people don't like us. Yep. We're human beings. And so by working on ourselves, by coming into alignment with our essence, what's happening is we start to see things more clearly, we're more ready to forgive and we're more forgivable. Mm -hmm. Like we become more of a person who someone else might be more inclined to forgive if we have transgressed in some way. Mm -hmm. Because the more you come into alignment with your essence, the less there is about you that's offensive because you're just being yourself. Yeah. And so we're all human. goes in and out, and I'm not saying you're going to become the perfect person by doing this, but what I'm saying is when we take the time to clear the static in our energy field and to bring our energy field into balance, these three axes, so we're not like way distorted and out in one place, our energy is more organized and more, I want to say independent because We are more complete, more whole, so that when we go to interact with another person, we're not trying to get something from them. Mm-hmm. We're trying to push something on them. Mm-hmm. We can actually see them as they are, appreciate their magnificence, their beauty, their uniqueness, their gift, and love them in a way that's like not looking for anything. It's yeah. just appreciating them as they are. And so the more we are doing that, the more we're contributing to our shared world of balanced, compassionate energy. When you do this, you naturally become compassionate. When you mm-hmm. start just accepting someone else as they are, so you don't have to think like, oh, I have to be compassionate with this person. Right. Which, yeah. this a, a natural consequence of your state of equanimity. And so because we share this vibrational world the more we do this the more we are generating a field that if somebody else is really upset or they're really depressed or they're really angry or there's something going on where their energy is in a turmoil or disturbance you are sort of an oasis energetically it gives them space to spin it out Mm -hmm. come to a sort of fatigue point Mm -hmm. find their center again they're not meeting with an argument or something that's just going to fuel their disturbance yeah and you become a place where they can start to find their own alignment it's not that you're going to align them Mm -hmm. but being in the space of your magnetism they find their magnetism Mm -hmm. and they find through your alignment they find their alignment so that they can become more truly who they are. It's not like you're gonna to try to, I don't try to get people to be more like me. I try no. to get people, no, we don't want that. <laughs> I want people to be more truly who they are. I like this phrase. I like to help people to be the you you most love being. Like we all have different mm. versions of ourselves, but for oh, you that's to great. Be the you you most love being, that's my intention and in the work that I do.
1: Oh yeah that just feels so heart centered and <laughs> just lovely because isn't that all we want people to yeah. we just want to be ourselves and be accepted for it but even if we're wacky and crazy or difficult to be around at times or whatever we're human <laughs> but we're all unique and we all have gifts to bring to the world too sometimes we're so busy protecting ourselves from other people that we don't get to do that
0: who want to make a difference people who are involved in activism, politics, and people who are out there who really want to do something, Mm -hmm. when you get yourself in alignment, I am not that person necessarily,
1: but
0: when you get yourself in alignment first and then you go to do something, you're so much more powerful. Because Mm -hmm. right now in our world, oh my goodness, there are so many things to be reactive to. And that reaction is where a lot of that change can come from but after you've had that reaction so if you go out with that reaction then you're off balance if you go out like you're off balance if you cultivate your alignment first and then you go and you talk to the people who you need to talk to or give your speech or run for office or go try to make a change in the world you're coming from such a more powerful place and if you can even cultivate even like a little bit of compassion for your opponent and you you have some bridge with them hey we're both human beings and we see this differently you have so much of a better chance of making a change yeah there's a lot of different levels where this can help the world but even just doing it on your own
1: when i was just practicing sort of being centered and grounded and stuff I would do things like standing in the grocery store line and somebody's given the clerk a hard time ahead of you. And I would just sit there and be real calm. And then when I got up there, I would smile at the clerk and go, I hope you have a better day now. <laughs> you know? And they would smile and start to laugh and it would shift everything away from whatever that issue was ahead of me. But even just smiling at somebody changes their experience. And it's just a little thing. So even if that's all you do is you just walk around and you smile at people, you're going to change things for the better. So
0: it's how powerful it is.
1: It is. It's crazy. It's awesome. So this has been so much great information. I'm going to get your book and start reading it because I think I could learn a lot and up my meditation game quite a bit. And there's just lots of interesting nuggets of wisdom in here for listeners, whether it's about meditation or it's about what it means to be in alignment or to manifest. It's so great. Thank you. But I'm going to shift us now to my rapid fire questions. Okay. So These are just the four questions I ask everybody who comes on to Curiously Wise and they're just for fun. And whatever you come up with first is all you need to share with us. Okay. You don't have to dig for anything. First one is who is or was the wisest person in your life?
0: I'm gonna say my mother.
1: Is there something about her wisdom that you carry with you? She
0: was not a very educated woman and not very intellectual, but she taught me unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And I don't know of any wisdom more valuable than
1: that. Yeah. That's where I think pets help us, you know, especially dogs with their unconditional love is just a lovely practice of, okay, what's that feel like? Okay, number two. What's your favorite self-care practice?
0: Self-care practice, I would have to say, is doing this meditation. It's what I go to when I need help. (laughs) (laughs) When I need something, when I'm out of whack, I can do this very quickly if I have to, because I'm so practiced at it. But I get my axes in alignment and maybe drop in a word that is sort of the opposite of whatever is disturbing to me, and maybe just the word peace, or an I am phrase, I am whole, and just let that permeate me, let that be sort of like the tea bag in the cup Mm -hmm. of water that I am, and Mm -hmm. let it infuse, and then I'm good to go.
1: I love that image, I love that image. One that I use a lot lately, I'm just gonna throw this in, because I feel like it's a good place to do it, is I am safe. Safe. I think a lot of us in this world don't always feel safe. So that's one that I remind myself regularly. I'm safe. It's okay to be in this body in this lifetime <laughs> that kind of thing. What lights you up when you're feeling down? Probably music. A
0: number of things, but yes, music
1: can help yeah. me. Do you yeah. have a go-to uh, musician or song or uh-huh. chant or...
0: It, yeah, it depends on a lot of things, and it's different at different times, but uh, Bonnie Ray,
1: <laughs> She's good.
0: <laughs> I'm an old folk singer, so my taste in music is... Uh,
1: I'm not that far behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite mantra or affirmation? I am love. That's a good one. The other mantra that I
0: use all the time, really, is the Ho'oponopono mantra. Uh, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I have that going constantly, so much that I didn't even think of it as a mantra because it's just always going.
1: I was introduced to that a few years ago and I used it a lot during a very difficult part of my life and it is powerful. I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, I don't love you. I don't like you very much, you know? <laughs> but you say it anyway. And it's like, you say, dropping that tea bag in after a while, it just shifts your perspective about whatever the thing is that you're working really, on.
0: Really the, I love you. in that is really to divinity. Mm-hmm. So it can just be I, saying, I love you in a very general way. It doesn't have to be to the person or the situation
1: or yeah. anything. just like, I didn't see it that way at first. <laughs> I was like no i don't I don't like this person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's uh for those who may not be familiar with it it's a hawaiian technique and that's where that beautiful name that i can never pronounce properly is from. Yeah. <laughs> and you can actually look that up online and i will try to add a link i think you have something on your website even about it don't you probably i'll look <laughs> i'll send you something okay yeah, because it's so simple, but it is so powerful. So thank you for bringing that one in too. I'm sure we could keep talking for a long time here. That's
0: another whole conversation.
1: Yes. Well, we may have to have that. So give us the best place for people to find you online.
0: So the best place to find me online is theyogaofalignment.com. That's my main website. And you'll see a bunch of things there. Not everything, but that's where you can definitely see what There's a link there to the book, to the Meditation Center, to all that. Right at the top of that page, there's a place where you can sign up to be part of the next free energy. We didn't really talk about energy healing or anything. No, we didn't, did we? (laughs) That's okay. I know it's It's always
1: more. (laughs)
0: I do remote energy work for people. And so periodically I do a free session where we just either get on the phone or online or webinars, I use different platforms, but whatever, wherever you are, you can get on there and if you have a ache or a pain or an upset or a relationship or whatever that you want to address, I do a free session for everybody who's there. So you can sign up for that and then you'll get an email letting you know when the next one is scheduled.
1: Okay. And it, we have in the show notes, we have all of her social links. We have direct links to all the different websites, though she's got it linked from the main one. And I'm going to be adding some extra stuff because you've mentioned some interesting people and books and things. I like to make the show notes juicy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I have, I think, a special author for your listeners if they want to Try out the meditation center, so they'll have the link for that in your show
1: notes. Yes, it's like a super good deal if you want to try yeah, it out.
0: Try it's like the first three weeks or three dollars or something, and then a discount yeah. for that. So it's like you can just try it and see if yeah. yeah. you like it, or just get three weeks worth and go on your merry way, whatever you like. So,
1: right. Um, so that also will be in the show notes. Yeah. So much good juicy stuff on your website, and then the conversation with you is juicy. So it's like my best kind of day. <laughs> All right. Well, it has been way fun talking to you, Rebbe. I have a feeling that we will reprise this because I just feel like there's a lot more that we could talk about. And so thank you so much for being here with me and with us and to the listeners. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you have found a bit of wisdom or maybe some useful tips to help you meditate better or to help you manifest more. There's just so much good stuff. I hope you have enjoyed this as much as I have. And I hope to see you next week. Every Tuesday, we come out with a new interview or a solo. Sometimes I like to share my own wisdom with you directly. But every Tuesday, we release a new episode. So thank you again for being here and hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity.